0: Let's shift gears and talk. Well, first, let me let everybody know who I am. Yeah, who are you? I'm KG of the Houston Round Ball Review. Houston Round Ball Review on Instagram. Houston Round Ball Review on YouTube. Got the video up, up from Kev McHale's post game of uh, this Saturday's, past Saturday's win over the Nuggets. White Howard returned from his knee. Issues, and put up 26 and 13 in 30 minutes. James Harden had a triple-double. Donatus not, not Motor Unis scored a career-high 25 points. I put out there on my blog post on the Houston Round Bar Review Men's Hoops blog. Website is www.houstonroundballreview.com. Also, www.thehrr.com. Go to the Men's Hoops blog. I put out there... If Mota Yunus plays well consistently, could this be a Rockets new big three? So we'll see how that goes, because that's 75 points you got from three players, three starters. And Demo, as fans call him, members of the media call him, probably has better footwork in the post than Dwight Howard does. And he's really playing with much more confidence this season, uh, maybe because of experience or to injuries knowing that he will get playing time, consistent minutes. He In recent games, he has been a handful for the opposition to deal with in the post, with his off hand, with his right hand, left hand, either way, jump hooks, right hooks, the footwork. So we'll see, as the season progresses, how teams defend him going forward. Let's stick with it, defending him one-on-one, because if you do that, he seems to be displaying it Solid post-up game to where he can punish teams to defend him one-on-one. And if you have Dwight Howard healthy and James Howard, James Harden healthy, then who, who do you gonna double? You gonna leave open. So that's a good thing for the Rockets, uh, going forward. Gotta stay healthy. Still aren't completely healthy.
1: That's gonna be the key.
0: But they're, they're getting healthier. So you can go check that out. The podcast, as Doc mentioned, we have a Facebook page, KG, Fifth Water Wildcat. And Doc Facebook page, I just posted the uh, topic, the question about Kyler Is he the greatest high school quarterback in the history of Texas high school football? Go there, check that out. I your thoughts on that. We have our, our podcasts are available available on iTunes as well as SoundCloud.com. And Doc mentioned, I believe, his radio shows are now on SoundCloud as well. Wildcat said he's going to be has a SoundCloud account also. So individually, we have our own things. As well as the podcast collectively are available for you to check out on Soundcloud and thanks everyone for uh listening to We did something a little different with last week's podcast divided up into two parts part one football and part two is basketball basketball had a especially on soundcloud had had almost four times as many l- listeners. I think that's because of as we enter into our basketball segment, I think it's because of one individual. Who, as I mentioned during the podcast, who is now a Houston Cougar, member of the Houston Cougar basketball team, Miss Cheyenne Butler. Nice. She's got a lot of followers, apparently. She tweeted and retweeted and favorited my tweets about her first visiting U of H. As I discussed in the last Monday's podcast, she was inside Hawthorne's watching watching the Cougs play purview. And she spoke to uh, the coaching staff, hung out with the players, and then Monday she put on Twitter that she is now a Houston Cougar. She transferred from USC. She's a freshman, five-six point guard. So uh, she got a lot of followers. and I think those followers listen to uh, the clips on SoundCloud, as well as Houston Baptist University women's basketball team. Yep. As I said, giving Shanice Steenholt yep. credit for being Player of the Week of the Southland Conference. Yep. As well as saying HBU women's basketball is the best women's hoops team in the city of Houston. Right now. Uh, we'll see this Wednesday. Yep. They host Texas Southern. Tip is at 6 p.m. I'm planning to be there probably by halftime. Check that out. <clears throat> but Tuesday, inside Hawthorne's Pavilion. Yeah. December 16th, the U of H men host HBU. That tip is at 7. Nice. And then Wednesday.
2: NHL to match
0: they uh, yeah. host. So the men's team is playing back to back games on Tuesday and Wednesday. Tuesday is versus HBU. Go to my Houston Round Bar View fan page as well uh, for ch- more information, including James Howard being named Western Conference Player of the Week in the NBA. But UH men are part of a uh, tournament, a classic, I guess you can say. But Tuesday, they or Wednesday, after playing HBU on Tuesday, they host Arkansas Pine Bluff at 7 p.m. And then Saturday afternoon, they host South Carolina State as part of the Las Vegas Classic regional round that they're hosting. And then they play those games, and then they'll advance to uh, play in Las Vegas as the rest of the Las Vegas Classic. So all those things are on the Houston Round Bar view. Facebook page. The Cougars HBU game will be on ESPN3. It's the first time since 1996 that you of have played head to head. Huh? Yes. You yeah. talking about it as a group or, uh, between
1: hey. both teams? Or, or
0: just, just, just what, I, what did I say? Head to head. I said head to head. The only way to do that. Head to head. It's the first time they played. Kudos to HBU for putting out that information. And on, they're on Twitter at HBU Basketball. But yes, the first time since 1996 that U of H and HBU will, will face each other in a head to head matchup. Personally, I think that's a shame because the three of us have touted in many times during these podcasts yeah. a city type classic featuring the local universities, colleges, basketball teams competing. UH, Rice, HBU, TSU. And now that HBU and all four teams are Division One, you should make it happen. When you're struggling struggling to get fans to come to all those universities, come see them play, or struggling to keep talented players within your city, you could rotate it to host site, to host school each year, whatever, something.
2: It would be nice.
0: It works in Philadelphia for the Big Five. It's a historic thing in Philadelphia. It's been going on for years. Yeah, The schools enjoy it. The fans enjoy it. If you do it right, you market it right, which I know.
1: Apparently it none was. Of
0: those, none of those schools here locally are really. Haven't been known to do have that. Are not really famous for their marketing skills. Well,
1: the, they don't know anything about that, apparently, because like KG mentioned, they don't want to. and Everybody knows something gets offered. You either accept it you don't but you can always compromise and say I don't like them but that sounds good to me and right now I don't think they want to and I hear the worst comment at least I I have heard it at least twice what would it do for me recruiting wise I kinda own them
0: I said well that may be true I wonder who that is because and I'm being serious when I say oh, this no, I'm, because I'm, yeah. none of those four teams have had tournament success in the A.C.A. in years. Mm-hmm. There you go. Only, there one you go. Of, only, only one of those teams has been to the NCAA Final Four, and that was 30 some years ago.
1: Going on 40.
0: Going on 40 years. So for them to have the – for any one of those four schools to have a holier-than-thou higher superiority complex <laughs> – Compared to the other three schools, now, it's a shame.
1: And you and I both know they, one of those schools hadn't been as successful as they thought they should have been against certain teams in the area. True. And, and that's been recent.
0: Yes, very true. We're talking about U of A versus Rice. But my, my, one of my main points of having this is a rising tide floats all boats. If all four of those schools, that's right. become good at the same time, then become great. If you had all four of those schools reach the NCAA tournament, could you imagine the eyeballs from recruits to see those schools on TV competing in the NCAA tournament? That's what they could do for you. That's what you would do. That's I do you would have accomplish. to leave
1: home to succeed. Am Thank I wrong? You.
0: Thank you. That's what you. That's what you would have. That's what you would accomplish. Instead of playing, and no offense to the SWAC schools or the MEAC schools or or other lower tier Southern Conference schools or lower, you know, whatever. If all four of those schools become great, because other than, and I said, notice what I said. I said TSU, U of H, Rice, and HBU, that's four different conferences.
3: It's yep. not like that's TSU right. and
0: PV. That's four different conferences. You could have four, you have four different options for recruits to p- continue their basketball careers on a D1 level. That's what it will do for you. You will generate interest in your basketball program locally. You might actually get local media to give a damn about basketball a little bit when football season is winding down. That's what it will do for you. That's right. So, you know, we've heard those reasons slash excuses for years. Yep. This ain't the first time this can come up, folks. You know, and the fact that HBU is now part of Division I Z, well they're not they were NAIA back then. They're not they're not now. Right. So that excuse is out the window. And I know that there are coaches of that four who want to do it. But there's one in particular, a school that doesn't want to do it because that school is afraid to lose to Texas Southern, which he almost did inside Hall Fine Pavilion. Mike Davis was hit, put stuff in freaked out U of H alums and when they played in Hall <laughs> Fine and scared them to death they almost lost that game. A
2: year
0: ago, yeah. So yeah, so the see and that's I, I hell I'm not afraid to say it. My school thinks we're so far superior to everybody locally when we ain't won jack in a long time. That's right. Now I'm listening. Yes, I know we won one conference tournament championship when it got hot for four days. I know that. And I'm, I loved it. But on a consistent basis, basis winning, you'll this just like Rice, just like TSU, just like HPU. So until, and I think Kevin Sampson is a great hire. So unless we start some tremendous run of success in the next 10 years, we have no reason to put thumb our nose at any of these local schools. I uh, hope not. Now it's your turn, since Doc has been <laughs> on this soapbox, I've been on my soapbox, so it's your turn at some point in <laughs> this podcast to get in your soapbox, sir. <laughs> yeah, we done did some, we do. We rolling right now, yeah, Doc, nah, yeah. But let me say this, I want to say this, because this comes up on- It's good we uh, do
1: podcasts, because I don't think we can get away with what we get away here, that's- uh,
0: On uh, Sunday, in case you didn't know, Doc didn't know, December 21st. 1230 local time on the SEC network.
1: Ah, you're talking about that game.
0: Number three, Texas. Yep. Against number four, yep. Texas A&M.
1: And playing in Arkansas.
0: I need to update my blog post because I <laughs> forgot the A&M part of the blog post for te- Texas A M. and m But yes, part of the SEC's Big East, I mean, excuse Big 12 SEC challenge.
1: Going to be interesting. Number three
0: versus number four. And you already know the schools don't like each other. So that's that adds to the fire. One hot minute, Top play. five matchup. Where we going? I think for the first time, women's side. Period. Not for pretty hell. Period. Yeah. Basketball wise. Right. That they have
1: both been. Both top been 10. top top five. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I am truly looking forward to that.
3: And
1: they're going. To, remember that it's, in, like Arkansas. it's yeah. in Arkansas. It's in yeah. Arkansas. It's yeah. not. It's
0: not. It's it's yeah. part of the. SEC Big Twelve Challenge. And the doubleheader has features Oklahoma the second game is Oklahoma against Arkansas.
2: Yeah, it's a pretty good marketing ploy to switch it up a little different than they do traditionally for the men's where you know they just play on one of the campuses, but to actually show it as a doubleheader for television as well and that uh the fans there. I think that's a unique idea and kudos for them getting there done.
1: It should be at to pack the house that night. Do you talking about four because there's an Arkansas also in the, in the town? They were.
0: Just no, like I'm
1: talking about in the talking about in the uh in in the matchup. No. The, what what do you mean? Uh in that the
0: the um the fourteen.
1: The fourteen the fourteen.
0: Arkansas Arkans Arkansas you was ranked. They're not ranked anymore. Okay. Oklahoma was ranked a few weeks ago. They're not anymore. Oklahoma lost okay. a few days ago
2: Oklahoma, Arkansas, to uh
0: Arkansas Little Rock. Wow. Let me say that again. Yeah. Oklahoma lost it. to Arkansas, Little Rock. And 66, I said 666-62. So, yes. I can
1: imagine the postgame on
0: that uh, on that situation. Oklahoma's struggling, honestly. The, so do, the do bloom has fallen off that road in the last few years, What Well, do you honestly. think uh, the uh, big kid out at
1: uh, Cy Woods, do you think she's going to be a helpmate or just a contributor? Uh,
0: Miss Miss uh, Moki. Yeah. The six, nine, 6'9". Six, nine. She six 6'9". She ain't Brittany Griner. I'm at Tate. I'm you busy. know, I'm dead. I'm just honest. Yeah. You know, they good. they've had tall girls since the Paris Twins left. And they've just been tall girls. They have not been skilled basketball players. So and that is the problem. One one of the problems. Nancy Mulkey, she yes, she did a commit to Oklahoma and and good luck to her because like seriously this uh the Sooners program, Coach Cole, Sherry Cole's program is sliding is on a downward trend.
2: sliding, yes. Yeah.
0: You know, it, it is Baylor is in the Big Twelve, cream of the crop. Coach Aston and in Austin got the Longhorns back on track. Yeah, moving, moving up. Moving up. Oklahoma sliding on down. Oklahoma State is probably ahead of Oklahoma now in the state of Oklahoma in terms of basketball. So they're sliding downward in that.
2: Yeah it's a precipitous slide. It's not Top twenty
0: five I want to get the rankings out for the AP. We've had uh, finals, so not much change on the women's side. Top, I think, 14, I believe, stayed the same, according to AP's Doug Feinberg. Number one, South Carolina, UConn number two, Texas number three. Longwood got four first-place votes. UConn got six. South Carolina got 25. Aggies at four. Notre Dame at five. North Carolina at six. Stanford at seven. Stanford will play number 11, Tennessee. I think on Saturday, I saw Tennessee play Rutgers Sunday afternoon, and I felt like I lost two hours of my life. I will never get back. You know, it was just hideous, brutal basketball. Neither team could make shots. It was just awful seeing players missing layups, couldn't knock down jumpers. Couldn't make free throws. It was just bad, bad basketball. But, yes, that game is Saturday afternoon at noon on the SEC Network, number seven Stanford. It's, it's in Knoxville, so maybe Tennessee will stand a little better chance if they can be healthy. I think it's going to be a lot of rebounds in that game, a lot of rebounds. But
1: Well, is it, Butler – I mean, Butler, is
0: Rutgers back to the old ways of – Rutgers, was, Rutgers this, is this, running, running and gunning. Oh! Coach C. Viv Stringer is running – much more up-tempo style. What but change? Sunday's game, she just realized, whatever, give her credit, she's adapting to her players, right. finally. Oh. But I mean, Sunday's I mean, game. no, staff and Nope. Nope. Staff, staff is the oh, same. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. I can look at up. it. Staff is hold the same. Staff, so, someone, is, what I saw, she just changed just change. she did. her philosophy. Yep. And that could be from higher-ups at Rutgers or whatever. But Coach C. Viv <laughs> changed her philosophy, and they're running and gunning. But Sunday's game against Tennessee, the Lady Vols. Control tempo, it was much more half court, and it was brutal to watch. It was ugly basketball to watch. Because I saw a Rutgers play on, I think, the Big Ten Network a game, and it was just up and down the floor, up and down, up and down, fast-paced, and I enjoyed watching that game. I did not enjoy watching Sunday's game at all. But, gentlemen, we talk about, you know, I'm Houston round-bar you, so I talk about basketball In the area. The uh, NCA announces the RPI.
1: Here Here we go.
0: And let me read this. The RPI of the area schools that I talk about, you know, like to have a a classic, city classic. As of today, December, today is what day? Uh, The the 15th, 15th, correct? Yes. As of today, December 15th, here are the rankings for the... Five, I'm throwing Prairie View in this as well. Houston area, greater Houston area schools. Right now, A&M 34. But we expect A&M to be, you know, A&M is on another level, than the rest of the schools Correct. in our area. HBU, among these five, has the best ranking. Hold on. Of 167.
2: You said it's the best team in the area. Yeah, yeah. Prairie, Prairie View. With you.
0: Yeah. Prairie View is next at 195. Next is Rice at 278. There are like 335 Division One schools, roughly 340, roughly around right. right there. Yeah, U of H is 287. Last among these five is Texas Southern at 319. That is that is the state of women's college basketball here in the Greater Houston area.
2: Thoughts? I All right. I just, it,
1: what it, it, It'd what, be different if was you was here. here. Well, see, one thing is for sure. I'll
2: leave
1: it at Yeah. You got a schedule. It goes back to what the young man
0: told us. I'm surprised you schedule RPIs that bad because they've scheduled. Decently, but and like previous has been much better. That's the
2: part of schedule is also your opponent's opponent. So yeah, that's <laughs> the part that always throws people off. That you got to remember that as in your opponent's opponent. So you can play what precedes the tough competition, but if they're losing as well, then it doesn't help you any. Plus, the biggest factor that people forget—they always talk about playing strength of schedule. At some point, you got to win.
0: Definitely, and that's. HBU, I think of the five is only school with a winning record. I think they're four and three. And
1: that, and that, and that transpires because of what has happened over there from the top down. There's been an effort, you know, a, a mentality change about where you are on campus, what, what the structure is, what, what, where we want to go, what needs to be done, how do we get there, you know, what changes need to be made, what it, it needs to be put into the infrastructure as far as getting there. Uh, and if you need to make what they've done is basically what was mentioned at the American, uh, media day. Uh, they've gone overseas to, to help, uh, their program get, you know, change the way that, that, that they recruit. And they've gone overseas to to, to get that help, especially on the women's side. And that has been, over the last two years, it's had time to develop.
0: Yeah. Coach Penny is recruiting internationally and, and had success with that. Definitely. Let me backtrack. I said Rutgers. The up-and-down game that I saw was, I believe, part of, and I forgot Rutgers is in Big Ten now. they It was a Big Ten team. It was part of the Big Ten ACC Challenge. They uh, hosted North Carolina, number six North Carolina. The game went double overtime. The final score was 96-93. It was a heck of a game. I enjoyed that. Then we talked about this last week. Talked about Arkansas. Rutgers beat Arkansas. By 12, 64, 52. Tennessee Rutgers final score Sunday was 55, 45. Like I said, brutal basketball. But the Arkansas played Mercer Sunday afternoon before uh, the Tennessee Rutgers game on the SEC network. Guess the final score.
1: It was less than that. For you to be mentioning it. Guess the final score. Guess. With the total score or just just the final score? Because I'm just the way you you phrased that, I'm looking at maybe 75 points all overall, maybe 80. And if and if that's the case, both teams have to score less than 50. You had you had said that, so apparently I'm pretty close to where I'm going with this. And folks, I'm gonna tell you, women's basketball on any level, if it gets below 50 points. Told for both teams, that's brutal. So that's brutal because you get no, you get no, no moment, no moment in the game at all. Not a rebound, not I'm a th- block. I'm, not,
0: I'm sorry, I'm thinking Alabama. I'm sorry, Alabama-Mercer. Uh, okay, Alabama. That's Mercer. even worse. Yes. Yeah, Alabama-Mercer. <laughs> yeah, that's even worse. Alabama-Mercer. Yes, Alabama-Mercer.
1: And that's part t- of everything that works. Okay. Yes. With that being said, then now that you've corrected the schools, yes, who won. Mercer did. Yes. Now
0: guess the final. <laughs> guess what? Guess what? The <laughs> and, winning so, score <laughs> to was. Folks,
1: you notice how quickly I answered that question.
0: Uh, and this is coming off Alabama beating twelfth ranked Nebraska.
1: There you go. For whatever reason, kids nowadays can't have success
0: on that level. And it's clear because the guess game, what? Mercer scored in their victory. I, Doc, I, want you, I want you in on this too. Guess what? Mercer scored I, I in, would, the, in the I win. I would
1: have to say the winners the, the, the winning score. Would have to be around forty three. You are close, Doc.
2: Yeah,
1: I don't know. That's just... I know it's just. That's
0: definite. That's definite. That's definite. No. That's definite. forty six. Final score was forty six thirty nine. Thirty nine. Because I was gonna say thirty five. I'll be honest. Alabama with you. scored thirty nine points at home.
2: This is the same Alabama team
0: that had a big win. That beat Nebraska, yes, last week. 46-39. thirty hey. nine
2: They are. Up and down.
0: They are. Because we touched on it part of the schedule last week. Last week they lost to Quinnipiac. Yes. They lost to Jacksonville State. Yeah. But they beat Nebraska. So I mean, just up and down, up and down, up and down. Now let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor, THG Agency.
3: Are you looking for business strategies and services in the areas of sports management, educational leadership and project management for your sports camps, AAU teams, local business or athletic department? Well, you come to the right place. THG agency is the heritage group. It is a fully integrated sports entertainment, educational leadership and project management consulting company focused on sports leadership and educational administration with six areas of consulting expertise, sports business management, educational sports assessment, data analysis, educational curriculum development, advanced leadership execution, and statistics solution consulting. Our services are well-defined but tailor-made for our clients we represent. For more information, give us a call at 281-330-1341 or email us at info at thg-agency.com. You can also visit the website at thg-agency.com.
0: Thanks once again to THG Agency for sponsoring our podcast. The men's side. Men's College Basketball. Kentucky, number one. Got all the first place votes.
1: Now, uh, this, 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 before you move beyond them, are they going to survive without... Uh, uh, Alex Portris? Yes. I think so. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about as far... I'm talking about down the road. Oh, if yeah. No, I if, know what you mean. What if, you mean? As, as are they, they still think. the
0: favorite win championship? That, that yeah. what you asked me? Yeah. Yeah. I still think they are. I don't believe they're going to beat it. Oh, I know they're I'll, not going to i I'll, go I'll stick field. with that, despite the fact that the SEC is, is down. I do believe they will
1: some night that they, it's going to happen because they, they, they
0: struggled uh, last week against, I think Colgate. They were down at halftime. Personally, you cannot run with the Wildcats. Calipari's walking wild, You can't even run with the women's Wildcats either. Matthew Mitchell's Wildcats You need to control tempo, make it a half-court game. You try to run with them. You were just asking to be betrayed. blown off the floor. Yeah,
1: but it, I don't see no Pete uh, uh out there to, to run that Princeton.
0: It's not even; that have to be a Princeton style offense. You got just got to slow down the tempo.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: but you got to be committed to that.
3: that you, that's you, weird, you, that's you that's have reason, to. You definitely
1: have to. It. I, I bring Princeton up because they were committed to that philosophy from day one, and they weren't afraid to just boom, 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 and to see it up close, folks, it's scary because you see guys out of position by the third pass, and it's ugly what happens next. It's really ugly because teams are so conditioned to just go, like was mentioned, up and down, up and down, rebound, kick it out, let's go, bam, and then get back on defense. That doesn't happen. That did not happen. I got a chance to see Princeton play twice in person, once in the state of Texas. And the other time was in New York at their place. And I'm going to tell you, it was different. It was different to just watch committing to running your offense no matter what happens, where the score is, just be committed. Every guy on the squad knowing their position and knowing what they're supposed to do at all times and where you should be. And when a timeout is called, it's because Coach was just frustrated with what he saw wasn't happy, and he just jumped on some guys, and he sits the next five out there, and they just, boom, boom. And just walked the team down. Down by 12, and you walk a team down in less than four minutes. This
0: totally changed the whole night. Columbia was, who well, I was thinking of, final score was 56-46. Kentucky won that game. They trailed, by, trailed at halftime. Huh. Louisville is on Kentucky's schedule at Louisville. Saturday, December 27th, 1 p.m. tip-off. It's on ESPN2, and we know that the fans of those schools don't like each other at all. So that is a great sh- shot for Wildcats to pick up their first loss right there at Louisville. Yeah, that's going to be... So that, you know, Louisville, it's weird to say Louisville is part of the ACC, but, but they are in the revolving world of college athletics.
1: Landscape changes.
0: So finish out the top ten AP poll: Kentucky one, Duke two, Arizona three, Louisville four, Wisconsin five. Their loss was to Duke. Virginia six. Don't sleep on Virginia. Mm. Villanova seven in the Big East. Number eight Gonzaga, who is playing Texas Southern right now, probably will be destroying them.
2: Yeah, that you know, real quick. Number nine Texas.
0: The bonus. Number ten Kansas. So you and number eleven Wichita State. So the Big 12, I think overall is the, the, uh, best conference in men's basketball. Uh, I think, uh, probably on the women's side, probably the ACC is the best conference overall on their side. So anything else you didn't want to, want to touch on basketball wise as we, as we, uh, close out our podcast?
1: How I many days before the first, uh, before, um, the first AAC, the American Athletic Conference basketball, Game because they start playing they start conference play before the end of the year.
0: I think it's New Year's Eve. I believe it'll be the, the first games. I think women start like on the twenty seventh or so. Yep, that's
1: when Florida Central Florida comes to town to play the U of H Cougars.
0: Yes, and I think and it'll be interesting. The men. I
1: was told that uh, to, that the house could get burnt down.
0: The men's first game is at Memphis, New Year's Eve. Memphis. Men's basketball is struggling big time. They're struggling against good teams. They're struggling against not good teams. They're 4-4. Four and four. They just lost uh, Saturday at Oklahoma State by 18 points, 73-55. Their point guard play is awful. They're only averaging 11 assists a game. They're only scoring 62 points a game. So, you know, Josh Pastner's Memphis Tigers are having problems. They got blasted by Baylor by 24 points. They lost to Stephen F. Austin by 12 and lost to Oklahoma State by 18.
1: Now, Stephen F. Austin is good now. They, they no, no, great. no, but they, I, I they, just, I'm they not they saying okay. like that.
0: But they already have four losses. And if you're Memphis, that's not Memphis basketball. If you're Memphis, you don't lose to Stephen F. Austin. I don't, you know that's, how I good not. Memphis yeah. is, how good Stephen F. Austin is. You're don't lose. you not supposed to lose to Stephen F. Austin. It happens. So I would assume that Mr. Passner's seat may be getting a tad warmer.
1: Be so interesting. We'll see how that plays out. It could, it could make for an interesting mm-hmm. season once conference play starts.
0: And definitely because Memphis is one of the American's brands on brands basketball. So they're struggling. That's not a good thing. Connecticut's struggling on the men's side. That's not a good thing for the conference. Conference of, SMU's lost some games. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's, that you know that's that, that,
2: not the direction you want to
0: go. So honestly, right now, basketball-wise, we joked about it in football, but right now, the conference is the act. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's not it the American, it, it's the act.
1: And you don't want to go two season two two sports seasons in a row. Referred to as the act under no circumstances.
0: So, it says something about who yeah, you right are. Right now, the halftime score TSU Gonzaga is 40 to 16. Oh, it's on, uh, I believe, uh, watch ESPN. And, and this is part of doc, real quick, wrap it up after this. This is listen to TSU's non conference schedule in December at Baylor, December 1st. At Florida, December twelfth, December fifteenth at Gonzaga, December twentieth at Michigan State, twenty third at Auburn, twenty eighth at Kansas State, and then wrap up wrap up the month at New Mexico State on the on the thirtieth.
2: I don't know why you would do that.
0: I got nothing. I got nothing,
1: but only because of that. A schedule like that can cripple me. It can cripple
0: you. And then they start, to sw- start swag play on the road. Like I said, that can cripple at all corn, not southern. That it, can cripple
2: at at you. I've looked at that from a uh, research standpoint over the last uh-huh. 10 years. I've looked at scheduling, race issues in terms of does it really have any effect in terms of the regular season and postseason. From what I can glean, there is no pattern in regards to the psychological. Components of scheduling like this. But this is really the component that I come from. Because I agree with you. I just don't think it's in terms of crippling for play. Because I think young people are resilient. Right. They just want to play. I did a study uh, at the master's level, and obviously it's a different type of students because it was about 20 years ago. I guess I'm kind of aging myself now. You are right. But it said the similar things then that the students were pretty young men in at least in their case, because that's what I studied in regards to ACCU, were pretty resilient. For the most case, they appreciated playing these games. But where I have changed direction, and from everything I've really gleaned from a marketing standpoint, I think it hurts you more from a marketing component and branding the image of your institution, particularly your athletic program. In this case, most definitely your men's basketball program in regards to fans, I mean, I know for a fact that Texas Southern text the information out, the fact that this game was on television, like many of these games are. Somebody texted back and said, I'm sick of watching these games, these beat-down games. And these are core fans that have come to Texas Southern University for years, love their school, love basketball, because this is a prominent institution. With a rich heritage of basketball, they have a national championship indeed nineteen seventy seven n a i a they won it all. and because of that so that lets you know from a historical plan it went to the tournament under multiple coaches, and when I say that I'm not just talking about, I'm talking about multiple coaches' yep. won the conference multiple times under multiple coaches, uh four or five to be exact, you know going on six coaches. Uh, all the way back when they were in the Midwestern Conference, um, that, uh, no longer exists before they switched over to the conference and the SWAC in the 50s in regards they won a championship there. So they won multiple championships and multiple conferences. But now you're starting to see fans that just do not care. And the problem is it's difficult to bring in a team that is 1 in 12, uh, 1 in 13 and then suggest, uh, that this is meaningful. Uh, when they play other conference competitions because people in their mind are already saying that the level of basketball is not equal to the other schools. And we might know that's true, but you never want to tell somebody your brand is inferior to another brand if you don't have to. So why do it? So from that standpoint, I just do not understand for the life of me why you would do that to your program. I understand money is important. I think they're going to bring in close to a million dollars in regards to that, uh, much of that money does go back to the program in terms of operation and other sports, some to the university in terms of the general operation fund that actually goes back into athletics as an overall operating budget. But still, at what value do you put your program to suggest that you don't have to play as many of these games uh, to generate money to that level? And at some point, I think you really have to start to ask your question. If you have to do that, and people like to use the term now, pour yourself out, uh, does it really make sense for you to operate at that level? Which brings me back to
0: our point. If you play Rice, HBU, and U of H every year, you stand in, in your city limits, you have a chance to win those games year in, year out. You don't have to call yourself out, pick up those checks every year so many times. I mean, these, Baylor, Florida, Gonzaga, Michigan State, those are all ranked. Those are powerhouses. You have no chance in the world to win those games. Yeah. You you play two of those with your local rivals. You build up rivals, build up fan base, build up interest. And you have a chance to win those games too.
1: And, and that's the key. Got a chance to win games at home and then be in totally in charge of where you want to be recruiting wise. You don't have to be spreading the wealth with anybody.
0: True, but let's be honest. I believe Texas Southern would be interested in, in having it be a part of city. Oh, wrestling. yeah. I believe HBU would be interested in being part of Even Prairie View
1: to a certain extent.
0: Prairie View would, but that's because of TSU is swag members. Right. They, you know, and you, we, and you, we could rotate them in and out. out PV and TSU every other year something like yeah. that. I don't believe Rice would be as willing. And I'm definitely convinced that U of H wants no part of it at all. Which is sad because they just think they're so far superior than everybody else. But then I look at who they're playing. They're playing SWAC schools, other SWAC schools. They're playing MEAC schools. Yep. If you're going to play a SWAC school, why do not play TSU? Yeah. If you're going to play a, you know, I, that's that's – that's what I respond with to my fellow alums. If you're going to play at swat school, play TSU. Yep. You don't have to go play Grambling. You don't have to go play Alcorn, Alabama State, Valley. Just play the, the swat school here in
2: your city. And think about what money they're paying to those institutions. Yeah. Exactly. See, that's
1: the other thing. you paying out money for somebody to come play you. You know, literally.
0: And you should And it would be less people to see that game than it would be to see you play TSU.
2: Exactly. So, I can't call it, but I guess that's why they put the people in positions to make those yeah. decisions. And
3: Nobody wanted to ask us anything.
2: That's they, why we're here know, and that's why they're there. Yep, they know more than what we know in regards to what they do everyday operation. But it concerns me, and I think the numbers bear it out in terms of attendance. The wins, the loss records to some degree bears it out, but financially I hope it's working on this side. Uh,
0: Gentlemen, thank you as always. You want to say something real quick, sir? Yes, sir.
1: And a final is South Dakota State 65 and Middle Tennessee 61, women's basketball, Conference USA. Olivia Jones, 22 points, five rebounds, four steals. I
2: refuse to provide scores on HBCU until we get into conference play unless they win a game.
1: And I I, 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 that I makes sense I, I respect you for that because a lot of folks just think oh we're we going to play no and, and, I understand sad, where and you sadly
0: from. you haven't had much to say about that have you no I haven't now you know why I'm exactly yes
1: and I understand that So You're we're right. going to
0: wrap it up on that note listeners thank you for I hope you enjoyed this podcast I hope you can tell that we had fun during, during our podcast sharing our knowledge and insight and our opinions with you Wildcat, thank you very much. Real quick, how can folks find you on, on online, Wildcat?
1: All right. Let me go through this again. SoundCloud. Um uh, twi- uh Blogger and YouTube, AKSV, The C S R, The College Sports Report. And my Twitter, tweet deck, it's all in one now. It's JL Woodley One, Jerry Lee Woodley Jr. And yes, uh you will when you bring up the uh page my face. Uh, me at work will come up now. You'll, you'll have a photo of, of who the Wildcat is. I've had a good day today. I didn't have a soapbox in, issue. just because a soapbox issue didn't come up today. But my time is coming. All I'm just doing is just sitting around waiting. I presume Wednesday of this week will be the press conference announcement, uh, uh situation for U of H. And as you mentioned, Doc mentioned, uh. Has that been announced yet?
0: Um. A, day, a time and date for the press conference? Well, everybody's
1: in uh, at, at the on uh, Bowl uh, uh, press conference today, so I know they won't be back until tomorrow. Uh, so it, it'll be about paperwork and legal department. Doc understands that better than I do. That's true. Uh, what, two to three days once the, they pretty much make an announcement, mm-hmm. you know, getting all that done. You got to make a, range, a flight and hotel arrangement for the uh, coach, new coach and the family to come in. And uh, it'll be, as they say, cougar time.
2: Yeah, it will. It will. I'll be down to Prairie View tomorrow for the Prairie View announcement. There you go. That's why, the, that's stuff. why we
1: are who we are. We just kind of like fan out and cover stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. On the radio show, I hope to get them in. That's the early plug. I'll he be listening to tomorrow, dog. my understanding, 11 o'clock Eastern time for my fans around here. Obviously, we're global in regards to what we do, uh, with the national reach, local existence in regards to what we do. But, Uh, Mattrell Scott will be named Norfolk State tomorrow. I look to try to have him on the show tomorrow. That's 78 www.k2hradio.com. Those that are unable to listen to it, I'm also streaming in terms of SoundCloud. So, uh, with a recorded podcast, you can see that as well. That's Dr. Kenyatta D-R-K-E-N-Y-T-T-A D R K E N Y T T A C A V I L. That's for Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So you should get some pictures tomorrow from that. Instagram will keep you updated, some tweets, uh, Facebook measures uh, to let you know what's going on. Uh, email me directly if you need any information. Those that have emailed me know that I do return the emails and try to get whatever you need to request and engage you in terms of some of your concerns, questions, or knowledge that you're seeking. Again, that's Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, D-R-K-E-N-Y-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. Email is kavill at thg-agency.com. Listen to me seven to eight at www. and definitely keep going with the podcast. We definitely appreciate our listeners. Thank you.
0: And I am KG of the Houston Round Ball Review. Houston Round Ball Review on Instagram. Houston Round Ball Review on YouTube. The HR Review on Twitter. We have our KG Fifth Ward Wildcat and Doc Facebook page. You can check out and like us. Add comments, topics, critiques on there as well. Podcasts are available on iTunes as well as SoundCloud.com. You have my Houston Round Bar View Facebook page. Also, my men's and hoops blog are available at HoustonRoundBarView.com and also at T-H-E-H-R-R.com. Gentlemen, it's basketball season. We're not we're getting ready to get into conference play. Then conference play Changes into conference tournament play. We have the SWAC will be once again in H Town. We'll have the men's regional will be here in H Town, and there will be a press conference. Hope you got an email on that press conference Wednesday about that. We'll be announcing the logo for the 2016 men's final four, which will be here in H Town. Simonette, yeah. So, uh, check, look for that. Thank you as always for your insight. Listeners, thank you for your support. Thank you for your tweets and retweets. I'm going to wrap it up as I always do. In conclusion, uh-huh. be true. Yep. Be cool. Uh huh. And do more.
2: Amen.